things of the Lord, and we're talking about the things that are on your heart or on my heart that the Holy Spirit's either leading me to talk about or you are needing a question answered or something to that effect. And so these rabbit trails, the value of them are that this is revealing the heart of that person at that moment. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Today we're talking about the benefit of a rabbit trail. Hello, and welcome to this episode of General Order 4. Thanks for joining us. And uh, on today's episode, we're going to be addressing the idea of rabbit trails. And we'll talk about the benefit of rabbit trails and the dangers of rabbit trails. Um, my name is Simeon Brazel, and I'm joined, as usual, by uh, Pastor Brian Stewart. Good day. And today we are going to be digging into what the Lord, uh, an, an illustration that the Lord, um, that, we can, that we can use from Scripture um, to talk about rabbit trails. That illustration is found in John chapter number 4. And in John chapter number four, uh, we talk about the woman at the well. And in this conversation, we're going to see some back and forth and some side tra- side tracks. So we're going to look at that. Um, but let's just read the, through the through the record here. John four verse number seven says, "There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me drink, thou thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And the woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence hast thou that living water? Thou art greater than our father, uh, art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered and saith unto, and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that sayest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh... When ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father, ye worship ye know not what. We worship, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is the Spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto them... Uh, I that speak unto thee am he. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause it there, and uh, we'll just go through this conversation a little bit. But what has happened in this conversation is Jesus has been trying to give this woman the gospel from the moment that he met her. He started by saying, give me to drink. 
And she immediately asks, you know, you're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, why on earth are you asking me for water? And Jesus says, if you knew who was asking, you'd ask me for water, and I would give you living water. And so she goes into, well, I want this living water, can I have this living water? And uh, that's when Jesus kind of, he talks to her about what the living water is and all of that. And then she says, art thou greater than our father Jacob? So she starts detouring on a rabbit trail here and getting away from what Christ is wanting to talk about, which is the living water that he has for her. She says, are you, are you greater than Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And so Jesus addresses her on this rabbit trail and says, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But he brings her back to the gospel. Whosoever shall drink of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. And she asks for the water and he then goes on a rabbit trail himself. Because he recognizes something. She wants something, but she hasn't repented. She has no repentance yet. She can't receive the gospel. So he says, go call thy husband. He's got to point out the sin in her life. So he goes on a rabbit trail a little bit, points out the sin in her life. And so they talk about the whole issue with the, the five husbands that she had and the man that she's living with now isn't a husband. Then she says, I perceive you're a prophet. And she goes off on a tangent about where we're supposed to worship. So again, another rabbit trail and Jesus addresses her rabbit trail, but once again, brings her back to the gospel. He's saying, you don't know what you worship. We know what you, we worship because salvation of the Jews, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers, and he talks about the spirit and the truth and how we're supposed to worship him. The woman in response to that wants to talk about the Messiah. And that's when he gets the opportunity to tie the whole thing back together. The point of all of this, of what we're trying to get at today is that She's going off on all these rabbit trails, and Christ himself even steers her off on a rabbit trail. But the point of that is they're all getting brought back to um, the central topic that Jesus wanted to talk about. And when we're discipling people, they're going to have questions. They're going to have things that they want to talk about that may have absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about or what we're trying to get at. And instead of just brushing those things aside... Um, some of those things we ought to address and perhaps some of those things we ought to brush aside. If you take a careful look at this passage, some of the things that she wanted to go off on, Jesus addresses, but just barely, and then gets right back to it. And some of the other things that they go off on, he addresses in greater detail and then brings her back to the gospel. The point is that rabbit trails are not necessarily a bad thing. So, Pastor Stewart, if you wanted to talk a little bit about how rabbit trails can be used, how it can be a good thing, and some of the things that, you know, possibly that it might be a bad thing. Sure. Well, we can identify there's there's different trails that we can take. There can be scriptural different trails that we'll take in teaching scripture. Uh, we can go down some doctrinal trails where we're actually teaching the teachings of scripture. Or it could be a, a topical trail that's dealing with a family issue, a job issue. Maybe they're struggling mm -hmm. with something in their life at that time, and it needs to be addressed. And again, the topical is going to be addressed from the scripture, mm -hmm. but it may not be a scriptural teaching as such in the sense that it's a it's necessarily a doctrine. But but we're going to cover. We could come from those different things. Uh, they could also come from questions that the person asks. Uh, it could come from the Holy Spirit leaders leading you to cover this. Uh, that you've never covered at this point in the lesson before. Uh, and mm -hmm. that could be a rabbit trail that, that the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, I want you to share this extra information or I want you to teach this Bible truth. Or it could come from an observation you make when you 
uh, are understanding and knowing how to identify where they're at and you need to take this rabbit trail from the the lesson uh, I was discipling a gentleman uh, earlier this week and we never got to the lesson but we spent the whole time covering Bible truth and it was mm-hmm. where he was at what he was needing and how he was needing it and when we got done he was very thankful and help and it was a big help to him so that whole discipleship session that whole hour ended up being an hour and a half we normally meet for an hour this guy we uh, this time we met for an hour and a half and we didn't we hit a whole lot of scripture and I was helping him to grow and mature in his understanding of the Word of God but we were not on the lesson that was on at hand uh, we took that rabbit trail and so sometimes rabbit trails could be a whole lesson uh, you know, there's been times you and I, as we're going through the material, that we end up talking about other things the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that we're talking about football or basketball or baseball or other things, but we're talking about the things of the Lord, and we're talking about the things that are on your heart or on my heart that the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. either leading me to talk about or you are uh, needing a question answered or something to that effect. And so these rabbit trails, the value of them are that this is revealing the heart of that person at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and what is really, let me ask you this, if, if I'm trying to teach you about eternal security, but your mind is focused on the fact that you and your wife just had a, a disagreement this morning, and you can't get your mind off of that, are you going to hear anything I have to say about eternal security? No, or what not. the Word of God has to say about that. No, you're probably going to be so focused on this other thing. So we need to talk about it. But mm-hmm. again, this transfer of life needs to take place. And the only thing that I can give you that's worthwhile, that's eternal, that's going to be a rock-solid foundation is for me to give you that instruction mm-hmm. on the, from the Word of God. And yet, that's the beautiful uh, aspect of this valuable tool of a rabbit trail is that in that moment, I get to speak to you about the truth of God's Word. But what does that require of me as a discipler? It requires me knowing God's Word about many things and me not maybe even having that outline in front of me, but me knowing the Word of God well enough to teach you those things without my notes mm-hmm. or without anything else. So that's where I'm going to have to rely on the Holy Spirit of God to put me in remembrance, like Jesus promised us that He would, Put us and bring us into remembrance of the things he's taught us. Mm-hmm. So the value of that rabbit trail is a couple things. If it's valuable to the one that's being taught or discipled, but it's also valuable to me as the discipler because I get to see one of God's promises in action where he helps me in a moment to be a blessing and an encouragement to another believer to edify that believer. And I actually, excuse me, get to uh, get to experience that promise in real time, mm-hmm. which is in, in, in it increases my faith, it increases my uh, dependence on the Lord, and it keeps me in a right place with Him. And then it also helps that brother out that I get to disciple at that point. Yeah, my wife and I and our kids, we recently our our city built a new walking path down by the down by the uh, creek that runs through our area. And so we went down there and we were walking along that path. It's real nice. It's new. Um, 
But even though it's brand new, there are already little trails where either people have walked off the path or animals have crossed through there. And um, my little girl wanted to go down every single one of these little uh, paths that we'd see. And so we went down some of them. And, um, you know, one of them that we went down led right up to the side of the creek, and it was a real pretty spot. I told my wife one of these days, if I need to get some studying done and need to get out of the house, I might just throw my hammock up over there and um, do some <laughs> studying out of the house next to that creek. It'd be an awesome spot. Um, but if we hadn't gone that little down that little rabbit trail, we never would have seen that. Um, it, it wouldn't, sure. that wouldn't have been a benefit, but some of the other rabbit trails we went down, we'd go down this, you know, this little trail that she saw that was probably created by some animal or somebody trying to take a shortcut or whatever, but it would dead end at this ugly old rotted out log. And it was like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we came down here. Um, yeah. and so you have to be able to identify, you know, as you're going down these trails and you're speaking with somebody and you're trying to help them. Um, but you got to realize when something's not going anywhere. Um, you might have somebody that wants to talk about the same thing every time that they come to their discipleship session with you. Every time that you sit down with them across the table, they might want to talk about politics. Or they might want to talk about what's going on in the world. Or they might want to talk about um, football or sports or, or whatever. And none of that's bad. Um, but if we've gone down that trail before and we know where that trail ends. Let's redirect that, you know? And and so Jesus, as he's speaking to this woman, he sees some common tropes that he has to cut through. She wants to talk about the differences between Jews and, 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 uh, Samaritans. She wants to talk about, you know, this or that. And she, from the, from the get go, there's already opposition, a wall that's been put up because she's a Samaritan and he's a Jew and he's got to cut through that, but he does that in a quick and concise way so he can get to the gospel. Yeah. You bring up a good point. If the rabbit trail is not going to provide an opportunity for us to give further instruction in how we are to conduct our life, how we are to be Christ-like, then then in that case, we probably want to end that. Uh, I had an extreme case years ago where I had a gentleman, and I think I've alluded to this before, but uh, he wanted to come, and he came armed with a bunch of verses that he thought uh, proved a Calvinistic uh, position. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, when I'm teaching uh, these things, every chance he got to bring that in, he would refer to those and try and take us down a rabbit trail. And so in that case, what I would do is I would let him take us down that rabbit trail But my purpose in us going down that rabbit trail was for me to show him from Scripture either one of a couple things. One was that the passages he was taking and using were out of context. And so I would point Mm -hmm. that out to him. Or it it was to show him what the Scripture actually says. So then we would go to another passage and I would show him what the Scripture teaches there. And then I would compare that with other passages and point out to them that these cannot contradict each other. And if there Mm -hmm. is what appears to be a contradiction, then we've got to resolve that by the rules of a good Bible study. And I would walk him through that. And by what I mean by this was an extreme thing that I allowed this to happen for probably, I can't remember exactly, but I remember it being probably at least two months of us meeting week to week where we were almost every session it was becoming this, you know, almost a, I never let it become a debate because of the way mm-hmm. I handled it, but it would, I think he would have enjoyed it to be a debate. 
And so I just continued to teach. But then when I sensed that he was wanting to teach me at that point, that's the point where I had to realize that this is not... We've stopped being disciple-discipler, and we have now tried... He is seeing himself as an equal or as Mm -hmm. my teacher, and not that I can't be taught things. That's That's not the issue. But in this relationship, I was the one that had the greater understanding of the Scriptures, and I was trying to share with him so that he could have that same level and or go beyond me so I, I certainly didn't want to be a limiting factor in his life, but I wanted to be an expanding factor in his expansion of understanding of Scripture. And in his mm-hmm. case, if we were to continue with these rabbit trails, it would have lost its value, and it would have become it was getting to the point where it was detrimental to his growth, and right. it was wasting my time that I could have been investing with others, whether right. witnessing or discipling. When we were on this hike the other day, part of the hike was a loop. So you got to the basically the end of where the hike was, and you could turn left to go around a little half-mile loop that would come back to the same spot. And we went around. We turned left. We went around that half-mile loop. And when we got back, you would turn left to get off the loop and go back the way you came um, and continue <laughs> on the path and go down the other direction. But my daughter, when we got around that loop, she thought we turned left the first time so then we needed to turn right this time. But if we turned right, we'd go all the way back around the loop again. <laughs> and, you know, some people want to go around that loop and around that loop and around that loop. And you're going to get stuck in that loop for all of eternity if you just let that happen. And so there is a mm-hmm. point where you say, okay, look, we're done with this rabbit trail. Um, we're going to get back to this topic at hand. And it, we needed to go around the loop once because yeah. she needed to see everything that was on that loop. And so there is some benefit to taking that trail. It's not that you don't want to take the trail. Um, There was benefit to going around it once. There might even be benefit to going around it twice. Maybe you see something you hadn't seen before. Um, But you're not going to go around and around and around. And so we told told Eden, we said, look, no, that was the path we already took. So we need to go this way. And once that was explained to her, she thought, okay, great, that's fine. Um, But (laughs) we we didn't need to go around that loop again. And I think a lot of times when we when we deal with this, perhaps out of kindness, we say, okay, let's address it again. We'll go around that pathway again. Just to explain those things, perhaps that person needs to see that rotted out old log for what it mm-hmm. is. Again, you know, it, perhaps they need to be brought, like you were talking about with this gentleman, perhaps he needs to be shown, actually, that's not what you think it is. Actually, yeah. that's a dead, rotted out old log. And, you know, maybe we need to go down the path again to prove it. Look, you see this dead, rotted out old log? That's what we saw last time we came down this path. Let's not go down this path again and turn around and get back on the path that you're supposed to be on. But there is still benefit in that. There's still a benefit in saying, okay, you want to go down that path? Sure. Let's, Let's go down that path. Because maybe they need to see the dead, rotted out old log at the end of that path. And so that we don't go down that way again. We can get them out of that way of thinking. Um, but there are benefits to going down other trails that perhaps have something good for them to see. Sure. I think uh, probably the key to all of this, as well as the rest of our walk with the Lord, but in in this area especially, is to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. He's the one that knows both individuals. He's the one that knows what you're capable of teaching. Uh, He knows what uh, that person is capable of understanding. 
and he knows what that person needs to understand. And so when you are teaching through these things, uh, we want to make sure that we are following the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God on these things. So there is no, this is a good rabbit trail in the sense of every situation needs to be directed by the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. There are some principles that apply. If it's going to lead us to teaching or instructing in Scripture, then that possibly may be something that he's going to want us to do. If it's not going to lead us to instructing in Scripture or, or teaching a, a Bible truth or doctrine, then it's probably something we don't need to go down. Mm-hmm. But again, that's where you and I as disciples and, and our listeners as disciples need to be in tune with the Holy Spirit of God, right. walking with him so that he I can identify and let you know if this... and. How do you handle it? I mean, I've had times where I've tried to disciple people, and and I have to handle it from a very extra humble position. Uh, other times, I've had to take a very, uh, not prideful, but a very bold, uh, direct position with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Paul said it this way, uh, that he was going to become, uh, oh, how does that verse go now? He becomes all, all things uh, to all men. All things to all men. Thank you, sir. And so, somebody. I had one lady that my wife and I were meeting with, and she would. Ju- we had just led her to the Lord, and she was accepting uh, instruction from the Roman Catholic Church still, and some from a, 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 a minister with the Roman Catholic Church. And I started to very gently. You know, inform her that 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 was not a good source for Bible instruction, mm-hmm. and she then proceeded to take a very bold approach to it. And because of her, where she grew up, because of her attitude, because of her boldness, and her answer, uh, I responded with a very bold and forward, but very scriptural uh, address to what she said, and I was very forceful and not in a yelling or screaming manner but just very forceful in the in the way I worded the, the statement and I was sitting next to my wife in a booth at a, at a it was at a fast food restaurant and we're talking with her and my wife under the table is punching my leg like what are you doing <laughs> and, uh, and this is a very this is a very rare instance in 20 years of discipling I can only list probably one or two of these times so again, the bold approach is not always the, you know, it's very rarely the right one. But this was the Holy Spirit gave me liberty, and I confronted it face on, and uh, and she came back. It, she didn't wilt under it. It wasn't like I was overpowering her, but I was meeting her forceful boldness mm-hmm. to that which was unrighteous with forceful boldness towards that which was right, and in the end, she didn't want to meet with us anymore, but I had a confidence and, a, and, a, and I walked away confident in the fact that I had followed the leadership of the Holy Spirit in that moment. And uh, whether she, where she's at, it's because of her own choices, but she was confronted with the truth. Whether she accepts it or not is on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus had many that he would boldly confront. I mean, the rich young ruler we talk about, and mm-hmm. I'd say that's a pretty bold, uh, you know, rabbit trail that he wanted to go down. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus was like, hey, you know, basically here's here it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you the soft, easy answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow me. I'm gonna give you 
you know, you want to follow me, here's you, you need to count the cost. Yeah. And so, uh, but really, if we could maybe even wrap it up with this, is just this idea of it's the Holy Spirit of God that's going to have to help you to discern whether this rabbit trail is a positive or if it's going to be detracting. Mm-hmm. And if you start getting down the trail like you had that experience where you realize this is leading to a dead log, well, you know, if you're a bug, that's a good end. But if you're a human, yeah. you don't really need a, a rotten old out log. Uh, you would, you know, if you're going to find a log, you'd want one that you at least could do something with. Mm. And so, uh, once you realize you've gone down that path, just jump back on the path where you're supposed to be as quickly as you can, and then continue to head towards that spiritual goal of seeing Christ formed in this person. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. I think um, every preacher likes to talk about a good rabbit trail, but um, there are limits to that and there is a benefit to that. And I hope that we've been helpful in addressing that idea as far as discipleship is concerned. So if you, again, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us by email and I'll give you that information here in a little bit. We'd be more than happy to hear from you and talk to you about um, whatever you have. If you have any suggestions about topics as well, we'd love to hear from you um, for that. And uh, again, thanks so much. We appreciate you listening and uh, we'll be back with you again next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of General Order 4. On next week's episode, we will continue our discussion about discipleship. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to us by email at generalorder4 at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R. Or on Twitter at generalorder4. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe.